Hi, Alisa here. And before we get started today, I'd like to share some information with you. I've started a Patreon account. The purpose of this account is to help support artists, designers, YouTubers, and podcasters in their pursuit to sharing their craft. I'd like to continue to produce this podcast. However, I need your support. You can do this by making a monthly donation on my Patreon account, access through the link in my bio on Instagram, or from the show notes. Even $1 a month goes a long way. You can also show your support by subscribing and rating this podcast. Thank you. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. My goodness. It's been 30 weeks, people. Can you believe it? 30 weeks of podcasting. That is so cool. Very cool. And after 30 weeks, I have decided that I want to talk about my love life. <laughs> well, sort of. I want to start start to talk about it, <laughs> which I know I've kind of sort of talked about it in and out of various different podcasts. But today is sort of all about what I've learned from embracing the single life. Yes. So at the end of last summer, I decided to embrace the single life. I've been single for just over 14 months. Prior to that, I was seeing someone casually. So I guess you could call it dating. But honestly, I feel like I've been a single woman for almost two years. Yes, this episode is all about me. And yes, if you are single and or single and dating, then it's probably super beneficial for you. And you might see some parallels in your own life, specifically, like, especially if you're female, because let's face it, stereotypes and social pressures are vastly different between single men and women. However, there there are also a lot of life lessons sort of intertwined in what I'm about to say, or at least I think there are. And, and, and tools for empowering yourself to live the life that you want. So <clears throat> if you're married, in relationship, have a family, you have kids, you might really like this episode too. So, but, and however, for all you men listening today, I'm sorry, but this is coming from the perspective of a woman. So definitely things to learn from, but overall caters more up to like the female crowd, I think. Anyways, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say in the end is that your relationship status doesn't define your level of happiness. I think I want to say that again. Your relationship status does not define your level of happiness. And it's funny because several months ago I was watching this uh, TEDx talk about this woman who who, she'd been married like three times and I can't remember her name but excuse me and she she was just starting to figure things out for herself and she started her talk in this very interesting way and it really got me exploding with aha moments. She basically started it all with singing this little song that she learned at age three 
that her and her friends would sing over and over again in the playground. We all know it, and it goes a little something like this. Yes, I'm, I'm going to sing. <laughs> Elisa and Superman sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage. Okay? So at three years old, she was like, this is my life path. And I was like, oh my God, this is my life path too. On repeat, over and over, defining the process for a little girl growing up in a big world. And for the record, yes, I, I did say Superman back then because, let's face it, Clark Kent is ideal <laughs> in this fairy tale. <laughs> but anyways, I sang that song a thousand times with my friends when I was young. I loved it. I loved inserting new guys' names into it. I would sing to make fun of people. I would sing it to support my friends who were like totally into somebody. Or I would sing it when I was actually in love with someone myself. I mean, when you're seven years old and you fall in love, it's like a big deal. But what this woman sparked in me was this light on why I oftentimes feel like a failure because I'm single. Yes, I said it. I oftentimes feel like a failure. And this podcast isn't solely going to be like girl power and why I'm the happiest I've ever been and I'm single. This, by the way, is true. Life overall is really fucking awesome for me right now. But <clears throat> holy, I am a 37-year-old single woman. And yes, I feel the social pressures of that almost daily. I oftentimes get this little voice inside my head that says, when are you going to find a man? When you find a man, you'll be fulfilled. And I'm like, hmm. Or you'll be happy when you find your dream guy. Whoa. You know, it happens. I get that voice in my mind telling me these things. I, I, I sometimes get into like these crazy low moods where I question like everything. <clears throat> you, know, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I think. And... I started to get, I would, I would like start to get all sad about being alone. And then I would text my friends and I would be like, wah, wah, because look at poor little old me. And, and yes, I'm making fun of myself right now. <laughs> However, I'm able to make fun of myself because I recognize that the victim inside of me is just my old beliefs. It's old beliefs that I agreed upon when I was a little kid that being in a relationship is what I need to be happy. That belief is not real, okay? It doesn't represent what I believe now. But it's interesting how it keeps popping up. It's like I still need to learn something from this. I'm still holding on to those old patterns, which of course I recognize. And but these days I do it it's like less and less power over time. Okay? Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, so 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 here's one more like quick little story that I found so profoundly interesting. Um, so this other woman I was listening to, her name's Bella DePaulo. She was speaking about her life of being single by choice. And by the way, she's awesome. And she's 62 years old and has been single her entire life. Anyways, she was talking about the story that made national news. And this was in the U.S. Uh, it wasn't too long ago about this incredible wedding. 
okay? This wedding was one of the biggest of the year with, with an insane budget. So of course, national media hubs were picking up on it. Basically, there was a group of wedding planners that all got together and they like carefully selected the venue, the colors, the decor, the food, invitations. Everything was chosen with such care and creativity to create the most beautiful wedding in history. Because naturally, your wedding day is the best day of your life, right? Anyways, then she goes on to reveal that the wedding planners were a group of five-year-old kindergartners. Okay? five-year-olds in kindergarten and that the bride and groom were in fact ducks. <laughs> they were ducks. <laughs> so these little five-year-old kids were making national news in the U.S. for planning the biggest wedding of the century for ducks. <laughs> what this taught me was, yes, we teach them young that weddings are so important, okay? Now, I know that things are starting to change. You know, we are we are changing culture. It's a freaking slow, steady thing. But it's just so interesting because I never realized how we are culturally brainwashing young kids to believe that your wedding day is the best day of your life. Is it really? For some, yes. But for some, no. Everyone's different. It doesn't mean that one is better than the other, but every every everyone is different. And so let's talk about that for a second, because traditional beliefs, which I like to call them old fashioned beliefs now because they're old and they need to go away. They, they put pressure on people to get married. Culturally, this world has women convinced that the only way to happiness is to be married with children. Okay. Holy cow. When I got married for the first time and for the record, my wedding day was not the happiest day of my life, even though my wedding was an epic party. <clears throat> like, I can't even tell you how many people asked me following the wedding when we were going to start having babies. And yes, if you weren't aware, I was married in 2008, separated a year later, and officially divorced in 20, uh, 2012. And I did a podcast about it, and it's called Till Death Do Us Part. It's a good episode and explains everything, so go and listen if you haven't yet. It's very good. Anyways, even my own mum... Like, sorry, mom, it might seem like I'm throwing you under the bus here, but like my mom would say that having children fulfills, has fulfilled her life. That that's, that's what she grew up believing. And she felt fulfilled after having three kids. And I'm proud of her. She's a great mom and I appreciate everything she's done for us. And when my sister was pregnant, that was all they talked about as how she being a mom is the best feeling in the world and how you will feel fulfilled. It's your purpose and how she's going to be fulfilled as a woman. Women are to have babies. That's why we're put on this planet to make babies and take care of them and their husbands and their families. So after I got married, I felt huge pressure. And then when I got divorced, that opened up another giant door of pressures because now I have the label of being a divorced 30-year-old, like, spinster. <laughs> and let me tell you, in this world, it's a tendency to put single women down, especially single women over 30, because naturally there must be something wrong with you. Like, being single means you're defective or high maintenance or have no purpose or something, that you're... A, you're, you know, nothing. 
There's something wrong with you. And no offense to any of the men listening right now, but when you're single in your 30s, it's like, woo! You're a bachelor living the life. You know, to prove my point, if you go and pick up any women's magazine right now, you'll see article after article and like these quizzes on how to find true love, finding Mr. Right, or where to find the man of your dreams, okay? <clears throat> then go look at, uh, at a men's magazine. Go grab a men's magazine and open it. It's full of articles like Be a Bachelor and How to Avoid Marriage. <laughs> Or like how to dump your girlfriend. It's actually hilarious. Okay. Now I don't want to like pit men against women here. I, I'm just referencing the way society portrays love and happiness today. That's stuff that's constantly being presented to everybody through the media. How single women are pitied and single men are celebrated. It's interesting. Like look at Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston is a power woman. I love her. You know, she is beautiful, hilarious, talented, and is on her own path to self-fulfillment. Yet, the media portrays her as being sad and a failure because she hasn't had a baby yet. Aw, poor Jennifer Aniston. She's so sad. Look at her. All she wants is a baby. It's so, aw, you know, it's such bullshit. The intention with this is that if a woman is not married with children, then she has failed at being a woman. And I feel that 100%. And I know that there are thousands of other women in the same boat. We all feel it. And that's why I want to change my beliefs on this entire thing. And I'm speaking up and saying this type of thing right now on this podcast is to give a new perspective. Like, I want you to consider, all you single ladies out there right now, I want you to consider changing your perspective too, okay? Now, for the record, I am not against marriage. I have been asked many times if I would marry again, and I'm open to it. I have an open mind to everything at this point in my life. Marriage can be wonderful. I have some beautiful friends in an incredible relationship. I love the concept of finding a partner in crime, being a team, growing old with someone, whatever. If that means I need to sign a paper and have a ring and do the ceremony and be married, great. If it doesn't, great. I'm not against marriage. As long as you're living a happy life and that you're able to feel self-love and romantic love within your relationship. However, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier that your relationship status does not define your level of happiness because you can be single and feel fulfilled and you can be married and feel lonely and completely miserable. You know, I have people in my life that are on both sides of that spectrum. Who's happier? Doesn't matter. Relationship status doesn't matter. You know, the grass is not always greener. There are are millions of married, miserable people out there <laughs> feeling stuck, feeling lost, helpless, knowing that their relationship is not for them. Trust me, I was there. I fucking made a lot of choices based on what I thought I wanted or what I thought others wanted because I felt pressure to, you know, first find love, then find marriage, <laughs> then find the baby in the baby carriage. <laughs> I also 
don't look at married people with children and judge them. I understand that with all relationships comes a certain level of struggle, commitment, learning, and life is not always easy. But but then I, I also don't look at single people and judge them either. And that might be easy for me to say because I am a single woman myself. But what I'm saying is that I don't care what your relationship status is. It doesn't make or break you. I'm drawn to you as a person. I don't even care what you do for a living. <laughs> like, honestly. Um, so, so, so yeah, and enough about that. Let's, let's start talking about my dating life. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, um, I've, I've learned a lot about myself since I was married. I mean, I wish I learned some of these lessons a bit quicker because it would have saved me from a lot of bad decisions and heartache, but whatever. It's all part of life, I guess. So after I left my ex-husband, I was um, in two pretty serious relationships. So three serious relationships, like in total in my life, I would say, or life-defining, life-changing. The first um, the first one at like post marriage was about four years and I wanted to marry this man, but then I soon realized that he was just another version of something I didn't want all packaged up with a pretty bow on top disguised as Prince Charming. <clears throat> I learned a lot about myself leaving this particular man. He probably taught me more than my ex-husband because I realized that I had fallen into virtually the exact same hole I had before and I was pretending that it was different and I was pretending that we were going to live happily ever after. It's really funny how the denial system sort of kicks in. Um, that experience really got me thinking for the first time about what type of man I was actually attracting into my life. So I realized I typically fall for guys who are mean to me, ones that are dramatic or uh you know, have secrets and are not totally truthful. Um, I, I fall for people with whom I need to have that sense that I need to earn their attention. Okay. And this is all due to feelings of unworthiness that I developed within my childhood from my relationship to my dad, uh, and from other various relationships growing up. Um, and I, realized that I was literally putting all of that into the universe. And and guess what? It, I was getting it all back exactly the same way. I was taught that drama in a relationship is a sign of love. So that's what I got. Drama. The second relationship I was in post-marriage was... It lasted exactly 365 days. <laughs> it was literally a one-year relationship. I don't know why I find that so funny. We like broke up the day before our one year anniversary, which is so funny. I don't know. But anyways, this guy is still in my life. I love him. We have a very special bond. However, we mutually decided that we were better off friends than being in a romantic relationship together. And this is like, like, this is a very grown up, you know, modern way of thinking. Like, I don't know anybody in this situation. Honestly, I don't. It's a very, um, I don't know. I just, I, it's a very mature way to handle a situation. Like, we're actually friends. We hang out all the time. And that's it. That's all. But the relationship was noteworthy because I, once again, learned a lot about myself and with what I want in a partner. 
That time, I didn't fall into the same hole. The hole was slightly less deep and it looked a little different, but breaking up with my now very good friend was profound because at the time, I was going through a tremendous life change and the relationship was no longer serving me in a positive way. And we both recognized that we were on two very different life paths and that we could no longer support each other in the ways that we needed to be supported. So it would be better for us to just be friends. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? And yeah, so we broke up and we are still friends. Like it's kind of like very unique. It's very weird. But anyways, after that relationship was over, and this was like two years ago or so, I, I really started to feel social pressures. I was like 35 at the time. I was getting older, feeling that my maternal clock was ticking. And I sort of started to panic. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why am I always dating the wrong guy? So my friends started setting me up and I started to online date. I started online dating, which I will get into at a later time because that was a very interesting ordeal, but that will come later. Anyways. For the first time in my life, I started to feel alone, okay? I felt like I was the only woman on the planet who felt this way as well. I was feeling lonely. I remember (laughs) I I would actually cry myself to sleep some nights because I felt so alone. I remember thinking that like I was worthless and nothing without a man. I'd actually think that like I am nothing without a boyfriend. Like who am I? What's my purpose? I'm not important to anybody. Nobody loves me. No one will ever love me. And I'm going to die alone. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Oh my God. And by the way, when, when you're having difficulty dating or you're just straight up going on a lot of dates with different people that it's, and you're not really finding the connection or the spark, you get all of the same comments from the people in your life. Single people, you know what I'm talking about. So I was having all of these internal battles and feelings of loneliness and looking everywhere for love and people were telling me things like this. Like this is the most popular sort of collection of of comments from close friends, from acquaintances, from coworkers, from family, everyone. The first one is like, why are you single? You're so great. Okay, I was told that 20 million times. Um, when are you gonna have kids? You're getting older, you know? Yeah, you should You should get on that. <laughs> you don't need a man to have kids these days. Don't you want children? It's like, um, uh, the next one is, you should put yourself out there more. You need to get out. <laughs> okay. Um, Oh, and the next two are like super controversial because, and and, and the same people would say the same things. It was like, don't give up. It will happen. Don't give up on finding love. It's going to happen. And then in the next breath, I swear to God, they would say, if you stop looking, it's just going to happen. Okay. So it's so funny. Don't give up. And then if you stop looking, (laughs) I'm like, okay, so which one is it? Oh my God. If one more person tells me that finding a man will happen when I least expect it, I might actually keel over and die. It's so annoying. And it assumes that I actually want to be in a relationship. This is also a huge assumption that everyone makes because why would you ever want to be single? 
And the answer to that question actually, like, really only became super true to me at the end of last summer. And the answer is that I wanted to work on myself. That's why I want to be single. The answer is because I want to work on myself. So it was like August 2017 when I decided that I was fulfilling my life with excellent choices for work, for my time, my creativity, my friends, my family, but not with my relationship with myself. I was trying to fill a void that I felt inside with another person's attention and affection. But I made this realization that I needed to fill my own cup. I needed to continue to improve my relationship with myself. It was a profound time for me. Like, yeah, I'm a single woman in her mid thirties, but who the hell cares? It was the first time in my life that I actually let go of trying to find a partner. The first time in my life, which was sort of weird because it was a pattern that I'd been doing for years and years. And to let it go was like, it was difficult. (laughs) It was the first time in my life that I was like truly started to embrace being single and like actually focusing on me without distraction. And I had friends that were shocked. They, 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 they would be like, uh, you just aren't looking in the right places or just keep your online profile just in case. And don't you want to have a boyfriend? Like they just didn't really understand what I was doing because it was just so random. Like, but I was like, Nope, I don't want a boyfriend. And for the first time in my life, like that was true. I didn't want a boyfriend. (laughs) I wanted to improve my relationship with myself. And I didn't really know how the hell I was going to do that exactly. So I sort of decided that I was going to marry myself. (laughs) And like, (laughs) oh my gosh, you guys have, you may have heard that concept before. Like since I made that decision, I actually, I've heard other people say it too. You know, for richer or poorer and sickness and his health, I was going to fall back in love with me, just me, not the coach, not the social media person, um, or me, the skier or the runner, just me. And boy, this was the best relationship decision I have ever made. Like, oh my gosh, this is something that I truly wish I did sooner. And I fully recommend it to anyone out there who's fresh out of a relationship or even those that have been single for years, but you're feeling my pain here, okay? Because first of all, it was like this weight and pressure was instantly lifted off my shoulders. Like the the labels were just gone. It felt so good. I didn't realize how heavy that pressure was until I took its power away and just started living for me, you know? And, And second of all, It's opened my eyes to what I was projecting out into the world. Like I believe in the power of vibration and deep down I was insecure and not happy with myself. So I realized that I was attracting men who were also unhappy and insecure and they weren't treating me with respect and love. And the cycle was just on repeat over and over. Now, this decision in my journey also came with the realization that children are not going to fulfill my life or give me purpose. That's my responsibility. If if I ever have children in the future or not, they are not my life's purpose. And not having kids does not mean I'm a failure as a woman. In fact, after putting in time and work to heal myself, 
I am like 100% okay with not having children. I am. And I know that might sound like hard to believe for some people. Because I know there are some women out there that think I'm full of shit. But I'm not. Listen, I used to want to have babies so badly. And I tried in three long-term relationships to have kids. And thinking back, I, I, I can't even imagine raising children with these men. Like, I almost thank God that it never happened. And I guess it didn't happen for a reason. So call me lucky. I don't know. Also, I'm not even sure if I'm capable of having children. Like, I've been, I have never been pregnant. I have tried to get pregnant many, many times with no success. So maybe it was never in the cards for me in the first place. That's okay. I accept that. However, I only started to truly accept it once I started to heal the wounds of my unworthiness, which I do believe, and I mention this all the time, that is my life's work. It's my work in progress is to heal that giant wound to heal the wounds of self-worth and change the belief that my life's purpose was to raise a little mini me. Okay. There are, is it, there is so much more to life than that. And, and since I started to forgive myself, love myself and make decisions based on my best interest, I have never been happier. And this doesn't mean that I'll never have kids. Okay. I might, who knows? All I'm saying is that in letting go, really letting go, making that decision to commit to myself, I am now able to enjoy life more than ever. So this brings me to why I love being single. Now, I just want to remind you that, like I said earlier, I didn't always love being single, okay? it, it I For those of you out there that hate it, I was there. I totally hear you. And it wasn't until I let go that I could see that there is so many benefits to living this way. (laughs) And here are my top three reasons that I love being single. Number one, I have money. I can spend my money, all of it on me, whatever I want. I want it. I can buy it. I have money. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, number two, I have the freedom of choice in my life in all areas, what to eat, what to wear, when to leave my mess, when to clean, when what to watch on Netflix, how to spend my time. I literally compromise for nobody and it's awesome. Uh, the third thing is uh, in my top three is I'm able to travel. I see the world and drop everything on a dime all just because I want to. Like I could fly to Vancouver next weekend and that wouldn't be a problem. But it's not like if I had a boyfriend, I wouldn't be able to do that. But it just adds one more area of possible complication. Okay. There's no complication for me. I want to do it. I do it. I want to go somewhere. I go. Now, there are other bonuses of being single, like that I sleep really well and I don't have to shave my legs all the time. <laughs> and I, If I choose not to shower and I want to stink or fart or burp or whatever, I can. It will not affect anyone. <laughs> but the biggest benefit to being single that's not in my top three but this is like the biggest benefit is that being single and in this mindset of loving myself it's given me the space and the time to figure out what I'm even looking for isn't that interesting it seems so obvious when I say it out loud actually but before 
I just wanted someone to love me. Like I didn't actually know what I was looking for. I just wanted attention in a very specific way. And now that I've had that time and that space, everything's changed. I look back and I laugh at my old self because I thought I knew everything about everything. And I thought I knew what I wanted, but it was all stemming from like a terrible, unloving place. <clears throat> now I'm in a very good place in my life and I'm starting to figure out what I want. I am for the most part super happy with the way I'm living my life. And I say in air quotations here for the most part because yes, those old beliefs creep in like I mentioned earlier. But but I am happy and this excites me. And what excites me even more is knowing that one day I can share in this love and happiness with another person. Because that's what I want. I want to share this love with another person. And I, I still want to be an individual doing my thing, loving myself, growing as a human, but also be able to share that with another person who's doing the same thing. Like I'm super attracted to men that are doing their thing. I love meeting people who are ambitious and talented and self-confident. I've, I've met a lot of those types of people in the past couple of years and they're all teaching me more and more. I don't need to date a man to appreciate him and like to be attracted to those qualities. This, this appreciation is more or less inspiring in my life, you know, because you know what? It's okay to love someone and learn from them without expectation of a romantic commitment. Like there are men in my life right now that I am completely in love with yet. We're not romantic. It's, it's more of like a community love you know, and it, it is a very special connection. Okay. And I know I am like, these men are not for me necessarily, but they're teaching me things. And I love that about them. And I appreciate them, that about them, you know, because you know what else in this world, everyone is just looking for connection. We're all trying to be seen and heard and feel connected and feel like we matter and that we're important. And that's what all of this is about. It's and and figuring out that loving myself first and being self-full has given me the ability to share that love with others and make even deeper and more meaningful connections. So you know Ilanya, um, Ilanya, I can I never I think her name's Ilanya. She's like Oprah Winfrey's friend. She says it best, okay? I'm just going to read this here because I wrote it down. I love I love her advice here. It's like <clears throat> she says, "It's selfful to be first. To be as good as possible to you, to take care of you, to keep you whole and healthy." That doesn't mean that you disregard everything and everyone, but you want to come with your cup full. You know, my cup runneth over. What comes out of the cup is for y'all. What's in the cup is mine, <laughs> but I got to keep my cup full. Ah, oh my gosh. I love, 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 love that. And the more you practice it, the more you feel its actual power. Like people can hear what I just said and agree to it, but then they don't actually practice it. Okay. They hold on to old patterns and belief and just go back into their old ways past relationships, the hurt, the pain, the mistrust, people build walls and, and then 
enter into new relationships with those walls super high. They're not practicing this inward direction, you know, and they go into relationships and they're like, look at me with all my walls and all the things I know. And you better love me in this exact way that I want you to love me or else. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> this is 100% what I don't want going into my next romantic relationship. So ladies, and I'm talking to all you single and married ones. I want to talk a little bit about trust here for a second, because people oftentimes talk about not trusting their partner or their future partners or that relationships are built on trust. Well, I, I, I agree with that last statement because yes, relationships are built on trust, but it's the relationship with yourself, not another person. You need to trust in yourself. You need to trust that you will make the best decisions for yourself. Get it? <laughs> so listen, learning to trust yourself is also learning to love yourself and ex accepting who you are. And you need to trust that you are going to make the best decisions for yourself. That has been a huge learning in progress, I guess, for me. Is, is, is trusting myself enough that I'm going to make the best decisions for myself. That is, it's actually liberating. So it doesn't matter who abandons me or who betrays me. I am going to be okay. And take this situation, for example. Okay, this is kind of a crazy story that just randomly happened. Last weekend, I saw my ex-husband <laughs> for the first time since we got divorced. It's been like seven years since I'd seen him. And I like was at the mall and I randomly like, I, I, I went in a different direction than I normally do. And it was funny because I turned the corner and I saw him. And I was, he was looking at me and I was looking at him. We were both walking in the same direction. And I just like, I pointed at him. So I like took my finger, index finger, and I pointed at him. And I was walking towards him with my finger pointing at him. And I was like, hi. And he was like, hi. And we actually hugged. He, he actually gave me a, a big hug and I gave him a hug back. And it was really great to see him. And I was like kind of dressed a little bit bummy I had like jogging pants on and a sweater and whatever it didn't even really matter I, I like I felt um I felt just good to see him like it was actually good to see him and then I I actually told my friends that I saw him and they were just like oh my god what happened like they pulled up all this drama and I guess when I first told them, they sort of felt bad for me. Like this must have been the ho most horrendous experience of my life, but it wasn't. Like I don't carry that betrayal anymore and I don't carry or take responsibility for anyone who has betrayed me in the past. I, I trust and I believe in myself and my decisions and I am 100% okay. Like I'm actually happy to have seen him. I actually appreciate him. He has been a teacher for me. But it was kind of like this interesting scenario. Um, anyways, we left on good terms. Everything's great. Moving on. Next. Oh, by the way, he was also with his new fiance. And she introduced me to her. I guess they're getting married this fall. Great. Good for them. Don't feel bad for me. I'm good. I am very, very good. <laughs> and I am happy. And it's great. We're both we're both adults here. We're both individuals on very different paths. 
I'm good, you know? And on the topic of trust, I just want to say that I trust in the power of the, of the universe and I trust in the power of vibration and attraction. And I trust that the right man will come into my life when I'm ready. And that's the thing, like, I don't think I'm ready right now. I think I'm super close, but I want to enjoy this time with myself a little longer. And I need to fill my cup a little bit more before I have enough to share with another and respect and honor another person the way they deserve. Like, this is exciting for me. And I'm excited to have a man be a life partner, not a life saver and a life destroyer. And being single has allowed me to understand this. And I, I, I am I'm so grateful. <laughs> it's a totally new perspective on this whole situation. Anyways, I thought, like, I thought I would dive into the world of dating a little bit more than I, I did um, in this podcast because that kind of got a little bit, I don't know, more spiritual and and I thought I was going to talk a lot more about my dating and my online dating. <laughs> but I guess I had a lot to say about being single <laughs> and why I'm single and why I'm happy. <laughs> and it's funny because dating has absolutely nothing to do with that. In fact, dating men and online dating actually had the reverse effect. Like it was not a great experience for me. And I'm realizing now that the subject of online dating is going to have to be a subject for another day. Oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> because I have so many amazing stories to share with you about my online dating experience and just my dating in general. Like just stuff that's happened and what I've learned. It's it's like unbelievable. <laughs> in fact, I, I, I think that they should make a movie out of my online dating experience. <laughs> it would be a blockbuster. Anyways. I'll save that one for later. I hope that these, this past time, I don't even know how long it's been, 45 minutes probably, has, has you know, empowered you to take a deeper look inside of yourself and, and maybe look at the old beliefs that you grew up believing about being single versus married and don't rush into anything. Really think about what's important to you and what you value in yourself, those are the things you're going to value in other people. And those are, that's, that's the rock. That's the foundation of who you are. It's so important. And I, I, like I said before, I really wish that I had taken the time to do that. You know, when I was younger, I never was guided into that. I was just, you know, felt so much pressure and ask yourself, what do you want in a relationship and never short sell yourself? You are valuable. You deserve the things you want in life and in relationships. And it all starts with the relationship with yourself. Everything starts there. Okay, that's all for today. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support the show, please donate to my Patreon account. The link is in my Instagram bio and in the show notes. Your support means the world to me and will help me to continue on this journey to becoming a full-time podcaster. So please, 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 even $1 a month, I would very much appreciate that. Thank you all once again for listening. Have a lovely day. Until next time.